Hey, welcome in to the Craig Houston podcast, and I'm happy to have my next guest with you today to actually talk about a lot of things dealing with the tech industry and also dealing with what's going on behind the scenes and how you can get better with a career coach overall. My guest today is going to be Ben Tobin. Welcome into the show, Ben. Thanks, Craig. Good to be here. Introduce the folks to yourself a little bit and tell them exactly what it is that you do and some of the experiences that you've had over the years. Yeah, I'm uh, currently a career coach, uh, primarily focusing on uh, folks in tech or trying to get into tech. Uh, but uh, my history is uh, 20 years in the tech industry, uh, starting out uh, really in software development, then uh, management. And I spent the, the last uh, 10 years of my career in tech at Amazon, uh, wearing a, a bunch of different hats from uh an operations engineer software developer and uh and then an engineering manager uh, after that uh yeah decided to uh get into coaching and and help people develop full-time awesome awesome so for the audience the reason why i decided it was a good conversation to have with ben today after speaking with him is that he brings so much insight into the tech industry that you can lever and understand a little things about what the, some of the things that you may be missing in your resume some of the things that you just be maybe missing you know, in general overall uh, when he tries to get, land a position in, in, in the tech industry, we understand that those are some of the most high paying jobs uh, currently at this point in time. But what are the things that you do after understanding that it's a struggle to get into the, some land in some of those positions? And I felt that this was a good conversation to have with Ben. And Ben, just kind of, can we just start basically, uh, how can one go about tailoring their resume um, to the best of their ability to get into the tech industry. Yeah, um, it's it's tricky, and there are kind of multiple phases uh, that your resume needs to get through uh, before you can get an interview. And uh, the you know the most commonly talked about are the uh, the keywords the fil uh, to get you through those filters. Uh, these companies uh, generally get huge numbers of, of resumes, and so, of course, they're going to be uh, filtering those, uh, really searching them is, is what happens. They, they come up with terms and phrases, and they search for them, and if your resume doesn't have it, then, then uh, they won't even know that, that you exist. Um, but, uh, but there's more to it beyond that, because then it goes in front of a human, and they have to decide to actually take an action on your resume. And uh, so a lot of times what happens is folks in tech focus entirely on the technical uh, in their experience. And, uh, and and so it'll be about the systems they worked on, uh, you know, maybe a little bit about the, the, uh, the projects or the tasks that they took, but, but that's about it. And, and that really doesn't help you stand out all that much. Uh, the thing that I think really gets missed the most and uh, and people really sell themselves short is by failing to uh, to show leadership ability ability to collaborate and and really excuse me uh, ability to collaborate and and really showcasing what you bring uh, beyond just, uh, the raw experience with technical skills and because uh, you know they, they need somebody that uh, that's going to fit in that's that uh, that that people are going to enjoy working with and that and they need people with long-term potential uh, who 
are going to grow and succeed in the role, not just take tasks and get the work done. Awesome. Awesome. So my understanding of it is so basically, so when they look, so what, basically what you're getting at is, yeah, you can, you can beat the keyword search um, algorithms um, at the, at a certain point, but when it's time to get into the resume actually being reviewed by individual, uh, you got to kind of stand out on that paper a bit. Yep, absolutely. So what are like, I know you honestly, you, you started uh, down the road a little bit about projects or portfolios or things of that nature. What are some of the things uh, is that is that expected of uh, when you submit your resume to like send in uh, the projects that you may have worked on that uh, sample other projects that you may have worked on or is it just data driven information at that point? It depends a little bit on the the area of your focus in terms of whether it's expected. Uh, if your if your work is creative, uh, uh, particularly. Uh, if there's anything to do with design, front end uh, can often uh, uh, need some portfolio work. Uh, anything where um, really they need to see your um, your skills and your your kind of sensibilities, uh, your style. That's uh, the portfolio is going to be uh, expected in those cases. For everyone else. Uh, you know, like a software engineer, backend engineer, uh, it's it's less expected that you have a portfolio, uh, often because there's it's kind of hard to uh, showcase, you know, a backend service in a portfolio. But uh, often, especially if you're trying to break into the industry, projects, uh, like whether those are side projects, even school projects, uh, are good ways to stand out. Uh, and, uh, you know, even if all you can do is talk about them, uh, those, those can be really valuable. And the, the most valuable projects tend to be ones that, uh, either have you working with other people collaboratively, uh, either in different roles or, or the same role sharing work. Uh, some aspect of maybe leadership and, and any kind of collaboration can involve leadership, even if you you aren't the leader uh, um, among, you know, you know, one of two people and they're kind of taking the lead that you can still show uh, leadership skills. And uh, and then the final one is uh, something that is real launched has users like that. That is far better than something that's sort of purely academic that you uh, that is clearly just done to sort of show that you know how to do do things. Um, people want to see that you can take things through the whole life cycle, that you care about who's using it, and that you can take customer feedback and apply it and and everything in between. Got you. Okay, so that makes a lot of sense here. So portfolio management, there's different le levels to it, if you're going to be adding it into your resume, and it's a different layer there that can actually help you stand out more than than the competition that's applying for the same same role. Yes, absolutely. I got you. So talk uh, talk to me about a little bit about uh, what you can share about your Amazon experience. Um, for I know you was hired uh, by Amazon, so you went through the, the rigorous uh, application process of getting in and hired by Amazon. But then also you got to a point of a position where you were the hiring manager as well. Right. Can you explain to us the difference between actually getting in the door and then doing the work with Amazon to what a point where you started seeing um, the type of uh, employees that Amazon was looking to hire all the time. I know you said a lot of it's about collaboration, 
being able to network, things of that nature. But if you can dive into to a little bit more. Sure. Yeah. Um, so the, the hiring practices did change a little bit over the 10 years I was at, at Amazon and, and mostly for the better, I think. Uh, my, own, uh, my own interview experience was rough. Uh, I failed the first couple of phone screens uh, you know, well before I was hired. And then uh, the last time around, well, I actually failed the, the initial phone screen for, for a software engineer, but they, uh, they recognized that I had some uh, like sysadmin kind of skills and asked if I'd be interested in um, a support engineer role on an ops team. And I interviewed for that and, and, um, and did very well uh, through, through that, uh, through that early phase. Um, phone screens uh, are largely now replaced with online assessments. Um, it, it, uh, it does a similar thing. It, it weeds out the, the, the people who kind of clear, uh, can't demonstrate the, the fundamental uh, software development skills. It's almost entirely focused on, on that at that stage, uh, but uh, there are still some things that you have to think about in terms of kind of showing your thinking, showing your work, um, uh, not just uh, creating an end result uh, in that, in the assessment. Uh, beyond uh then then beyond that there's the the actual uh, interview loop and and that's going to be uh four or five people usually sometimes down to three sometimes as many as six although that's rare these days they've been reducing that um and uh whether it's in person or virtual uh you're going to be asked to to do some coding there too if it's a software engineer role and uh and there again um communication is a is a surprisingly important part of that uh you've got to you've got to ask questions uh like in the in the in person or if it's virtual uh you like when they ask you to code you you've got to ask some questions even if it's just clarifying or restating so that uh, to make sure that you fully understand it um uh if you if you go through all of them and you nail the coding, but you haven't asked any questions, there's a decent chance that you'll still still, still fail just on the coding part. Um, we we want to see some interaction. We want to we hear your thoughts. We want you to talk through your solution as you go or explain it end to end and then write it. Both of those can be acceptable. Um, and then uh, the other half of these interviews are uh, behavioral. And uh, the behavioral interviews are just as important as the technical and a lot of people really prepare very heavily for the coding the technical part of the interview and not enough on the behavioral and and it often shows uh in amazon in particular they publish the what they call the leadership principles uh the recruiters will will send you those they're very transparent about that um a lot of companies have, you know, some sort of list of tenets or, um, you know, rules that they claim to follow that uh, seem to be just list service. Uh, sorry, that seem to be just lip service, uh, and uh, uh, you know, only trotted out when they uh, when HR is in the room. But uh, Amazon is not like that at all. We we uh, we used those um, heavily. Uh, we you know they they. The terminology in those leadership principles would come up in discussions 
uh, and uh, and they are and people who are interviewing you are tasked with specific leadership principles that they're looking uh, to see if you um, if you can show evidence of. Uh, and so uh, the, the questions that they ask are going to be tied to specific leadership principles. And if you can spot which ones it's likely connected to, then you can give an answer that's well, that, that does a good job of demonstrating that, that leadership skill. And, and that will really help you do well because, uh, um, and, and that becomes more and more important, important to the higher le the level uh, of role that you're applying for, uh, but it's still crucial for for even entry level. Mm, that's that's a lot of information. Like I'm I'm thinking to myself right now, like man, like you got to study. The a lot of people don't take serious that you're really studying to be a part of a company to under, even understand if that's the type of company that you want to work for overall. And a lot of the companies are actually looking to see if you actually care enough to even understand on where they're coming from, from a perspective of what type of environment and culture they're trying to, you know, inhabit overall. So they can wait, they can get the best return on investment from not on for not only for a shareholder in a lot of cases, but also just for the employees themselves overall, where they have a pleasant place to work so they can come in and get the job done that's needed each and every day. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. And excuse me. Um, I, I've also, uh, worked with folks who are interviewing or just kind of broadly interviewing at tech companies overall and are looking to improve how they perform on behavioral interviews uh, across the industry and i've worked and i've had a few of them study amazon's leadership principles as an example and and find that even though they weren't applying at amazon uh though focusing on those um on answers that would showcase those kinds of leadership skills help them at other companies too right absolutely so that's um one of the things where i want to talk to you about too is that what made you decide to make the career pivot choice from uh amazon to go into your own uh, business for yourself well it i think it really started with my transition to management and in a sense that uh you could you could even see some evidence of that starting from my interview when I joined Amazon. Uh, the, when I interviewed at Amazon, it was it was rough. Um, they didn't train people uh, in interviewing nearly as much as they do now, and um, I had one of my in-person inter interviewers uh, tell me to my face that my answer was a fail. Uh, and he used those words. And uh, I don't really remember a whole lot after that. And I had two more interviews, uh, uh, two more rounds uh, after that, um, because I, you know, some part of me just kind of shut down. Um, I somehow I still got the job. And uh, uh, but my, my experience was not that great. But what that did is it motivated me so that when I started interviewing, uh, I wanted to make sure that people who were being interviewed interviewed uh, would not experience uh, the same um, the same awful experience, and so I got active in interviewing very quickly, and uh, and and to my surprise, as an introvert, I found that I really enjoyed it, um, and uh, uh, it it gave me a lot of perspective uh, to to what people uh, brought to the company, the wide variety, 
and and how to find the best aspects of somebody in a short period of time. Yeah, I mean, interviewing can give people like uh, the worst uh, anxiety in the world, especially because you don't never know what the questions can be. And uh, if they handle it, if, if the interviewer and the interview don't don't um, don't ma mesh very well, it can be even more rougher than what it could be altogether. So I can understand um, that's a challenge. And I can see that that's a service that's needed as well, too, where helping people feel comfortable in the interview room is something that can actually make them. Uh, go out and be better and land jobs that they really want to be in and close those deals immediately. Um, so what is one of the what is some essential needs that a, that a person like in our audience today could see uh, themselves using a career coach for? Yeah. Um, so uh, you know, that, uh, you know, that path to, that, that took me to career coach, it, it was really um, out of a desire to to help develop people. You know, I, I really, really enjoyed Helping people one on one, uh, talking to them to uh, to figure out what was blocking them and help unblock them. And you know, I I, I learned that um, I loved that part of my job more than any other as a manager. And eventually figured out that coaching was a way for me to to have the parts of my job that uh, I, I loved and and less of the parts that I didn't. And uh, so I, I see that as my job to to help people uh to get unstuck to to figure out uh what's next uh to figure out how to get to the next level if that's what they're looking for um if they don't know what they're looking for and they just know that they're not happy where they're at then i can help them there too um and uh i i uh you know i've I, i've worked a lot on on learning to put people at ease help them open up and share and uh and sometimes uh, and often discover things about themselves that they didn't really know before. Um, discovering what they're good at, what's really important to them in a role. Um, and sometimes that's different than uh, what they were, um, than the role they were trying to get. Uh, and, and sometimes they realize that, you know, they, some of what they were aiming for was coming from others' expectations and not what they really wanted. And, um, so sometimes these goals shift as I'm working with people. Um, so yeah, I, 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 I primarily work with kind of two groups of people. And one of those is are, are people that are just trying to get into the tech industry. And, uh, you know, I can work with people on, um, you know, giving them my thoughts on their resume, working with them on, uh, uh on really nailing the, um, uh, the, the the parts of the interview really the soft skills showing leadership showing collaboration uh showing like that they'd be a really good member of the team um i can help some on the technical aspect although i tend to refer them to, to some some uh people with me uh with a little more recent polished um uh skills in the tech side uh and uh uh, and then I also work with folks who are looking for really a kind of a career transformation, changing roles, pivoting from something uh, completely different or uh, a different role within tech um, or, or just who, who are frankly just coming to me because they're unhappy and they, they want to figure out how to, how to fix their career so that they can be happy uh, and, and get everything they need. Uh, and want in their career, um, and uh, and really kind of get to the next level for their life. 
So, um, which that's all amazing because I'm thinking to myself where you was talking about the pandemic, um, how, and, you know, we went through the pandemic in 2020 and somewhat a lot of 2021. Um, did you, have you seen a lot of clients actually make that second career choice or said that, you know, they was done with, with their job. So they was looking to land into a different position or was it, or has it just been a, a steady strain across the board since prior to the pandemic to now? Uh, I've, I've noticed a huge shift. Uh, the, the pandemic has really been a catalyst for people realizing that they need change, uh, deciding that they're unhappy. Sometimes it was due to changes in their career that uh, so that they were no longer happy with uh, because because of that change. And sometimes it just clarified things for them. It, it made them step back and say, you know, what am I doing? Is this the direction I want to be going in? And uh, it, it's it's been really transformational for so many people. Um, and and I'm an example. I I uh, I was I was working from home, uh, and uh, and and really, I, I in many ways I can't complain because uh, that gave me a ton of flexibility. And, uh, and I had really enjoyed some aspects of it, but it gave me time to think and, uh, and realize that there were parts of my job that I didn't want to, to keep doing that were draining, uh, my energy and, um, and, uh, and making me restless. And, uh, and I find that that's, that's true in a, uh, a tremendous number of people. And, uh, you know, for some of them, it's just a, they need a role change. Some, some people need to move to another company. Some people need to change how they're working within their current role and, uh, and step it up so that they can, um, grow and develop or, or, or create balance and, and boundaries so that they're not just completely drained and, and, uh, and, and at the end of their rope at the end of each day. So I think that that's a um, that's critical here because a lot of people are making that pivot and making that shift. So you are providing an opportunity for a lot of people to actually break out into some. Maybe they even find themselves even more desirable to do. And in a lot of cases that meets their that actually meets what they're trying to do. Like you said, like there it may be a change in scenery, it may just be a change of a different role. It may be less working hours. And that's something that a lot of people um, can actually benefit from overall from a better work-life balance it seems like that's the approach that you're going with yeah absolutely uh the um the degree to to which some people started to kind of slide in during the during the pandemic uh, to kind of working all the time too uh and and finding a way back out of that is has been surprising um and uh for some people it's just it's needing to rediscover that work-life balance sometimes it's the realization that they need to create create it where they've never had it yeah so i would guess i would go on to say here is like what are some of the things like um that, that we hear all the time that maybe um work and trying to get into tech that you need to basically need to have certifications or it's a degree or a master's degree actually more important uh, how do they uh, weigh those balances? Is it just based on what the resume says, or is there exemptions to to each one of the cases that's actually given? Uh, that's a great question, uh, and it you know there there are some there are always exceptions and variations, but um, you know if we're talking about like software engineering, 
the the baseline expectation uh, for a lot of companies is going to be a bachelor bachelor's degree in computer science or um, or related uh, elect electrical engineering and math are pretty common in the industry as well. Um, but those are not hard requirements in the industry itself. Uh, there are a lot of certifications and boot camps that can get your foot in the door. And um, uh, while some companies uh, don't consider a lot of those, uh, at least in terms of um, entry-level roles, uh, it, I think it's pretty hard to get an entry-level role at Amazon, for example, with a boot camp. But uh, there are a lot of smaller companies that are, are happy to hire um, uh, boot camp graduates and have had great results. And, uh, uh, and, and so that, that's totally a viable way into the industry as well. Um, and then with other roles that, are, um, uh, that require less coding, there are certifications and things like that that can get your foot in the door as well. When it comes to things like master's degrees, um, I, I found that um, for some people, it, it's a little bit of a waste of time if they just want to be a software developer in general, unless they're coming from another country where the reputation of the colleges aren't as good. Uh, and uh, then getting a local master's degree can be a way of legitimizing their experience and their, um, and their education. That's pretty common to see. Um, the other reason to get an advanced degree is if you are hyper-specializing in something sciencey. Uh, you know, if you want to get into the bleeding edge of machine learning or um, search science or, or something like that, uh, and you can get an advanced degree in that area and, and actually kind of further the field a little bit, um, you know, th that can be important, but that's, that's highly, highly competitive as well in, especially in machine learning. It's, it's probably the most common area. Um, uh, but, uh, but if you do want to get into, excuse me, if you do want to get into kind of a sciencey role in the industry, those advanced degrees help a lot. Okay, got you, got you. So, um, what would be one of the advices that you would give someone who's preparing to actually start an interview process into the tech industry, no matter if it's Amazon or any other company? Um, yeah, I've got a, a few pieces of advice. I've got a few pieces of advice. Uh, uh, one of them is is the common one that you'll read everywhere, and that is to to study up on on the tech interview stuff. LeetCode is uh, is a great resource for that. Um, there are uh, similar sites that that do uh, similar things, um, but it can be hard to know when you're ready, hard, hard to know when to stop. And so one of the things that you can do, there are a number of sites out there. Um, I can't personally recommend any specific one of them, but there are a bunch of sites where you can actually, for a, a modest fee usually, um, ask somebody in the industry and sometimes even in the company you're trying to interview at, um, you can pay an engineer to give you a mock technical interview and they will give you direct feedback and tell you uh, what worked and what didn't, which is a lot more than you will get from an actual interview. Uh, that can be uh, really powerful. Uh, and if you, uh, if you don't do that initially and you find that you're 
interviewing a lot, but you're not landing the role, that can be a really useful thing to figure out what's what's missing and what's going on. Um, you can do similar things with uh, uh, with the uh, behavioral side of interviews as well, um, uh, or you can hire someone like me uh, to to help you uh, to help guide you and and develop your um, uh, your planning and and your your interviewing skills. Absolutely, that's great advice. Um, the site uh, mock mock up interviews. That's the, one of the things where a lot of uh, veterans are probably looking for information and help add as well too. Uh, for the veterans in the audience um and they could they have sites that they could use as well too which we'll link to some of them down in the um, description and show notes here today uh, but being i appreciate you being here today actually giving me, uh, me your time to actually talk about things of how to break out into the tech industry um just before we get up out of here though tell the people where they can find you at yeah um so my website is uh bentobin.com b-e-n-t-o-b-i-n uh and uh uh, from there, you can uh, read about how I work and uh, grab some links to LinkedIn and, and some things like that uh, if you want to learn more about me. Um, but yeah, that's a good place to start. Thanks, Ben. I appreciate your time today, um, and I hope to have you back on the show again, and maybe we can dive into a specific subjects that the audience may leave us questions on today. So if you like the type of content that we talked about today and you have more questions for Ben or anything dealing with how to get into the tech industry, definitely leave them comments down below. And we'll readdress those comments, hopefully in another interview for you later. I appreciate right. it. Have a great time. Ben, can you stand by for me? Yep. Yeah, thanks, Rick.